Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Loveline, episode 163, from Tuesday, May 14th, 1996. Now we're jumping ahead as we are missing a lot of these shows in the archive so far. And as uh, I told you before, if we recover them, we'll, we will put them back in the feed. The guests tonight are uh, Dweezil and Amit Zappa from the band Z with Adam and uh, Dr. Drew. The song we played was Boodle Dang. Uh, they're in the studio promoting their album Music for Pets, uh, released on March 5th of 96. Now with this tape, we actually had to triangulate the date. Uh, we had it labeled as 15th, but based on Adam's clues and mentions of the next guests and this being a Tuesday night show, uh, we now know Bobcat Goldthwait was on episode 164, Wednesday night, the 15th, and the band Lush were on episode 165 on Thursday. And the most interesting uh, reveal on this is that on episode 166 on Sunday night, May 19th, Loveline was broadcast live from Caltech doing a symposium on uh, violence in the home, uh, having to do with children. And based on this reveal, alone, we were able to uh, track down a old PDF document detailing this very uh, date and confirming what we uh, now know. Adam plays the Dr. Drew song, and Drew has a weak attempt at uh, protesting it, clearly showing uh, he's starting to go along more and more with the comedy. It's an early version of the Dr. Drew shuffle, which we know for sure now predates the Dr. Drew boogie. Adam is injured Mike plays new favorite out-of-context Dr. Drew drop. Uh, their first caller, Evel, has a very dark history in the war, has done some uh, very dark things. It's a very interesting, unusual love line call, followed up with a very hilarious call from Tasha. Uh, Dweezil and Amit join in the middle of Tasha's call, and Adam explains the scenario to them. Adam discusses the word mahalo in Hawaii, and he also talks to the guys about coming over to their uh, family's house with Moon Yun after hanging out with her at the Mulholland Club, the source of many of Adam Kroll's most infamous stories. You can hear the evolution in Adam's broadcast style and confidence already, and the show also has much slicker production thanks to engineer Mike also upping his game. As per usual, this is recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on current day love line 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Listener discretion advised. Now, here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Big show tonight. Let me give the number out real fast before we get started. 1-800-LOVE-191. 1-800-568-3191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I am Adam Carolla. He's Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist, and he's hooked on smack. Yeah, right. And he- Tonight's guest is Dweezil and Amit Zappa. I know. It's great. Yeah, so they will be in in just a a few minutes after we take a few calls. Also, a little bit later on this week, like tomorrow night, Bobcat Goldthwait. I'm looking forward to that. It's probably going to be a horrible show because I'm looking forward to it. Any show I look forward to. He's a friend of yours, too. That's a pretty bad sign. (laughs) Right. We'll see if we can can keep him from igniting anything in the studio. Uh, Also, uh, Lush. Thursday night, so right, uh, right. plenty of week left. Uh, also, before we get to uh, what you have to talk about, Drew, because yes. we know uh, I take precedent. All right. A lot of requests. For what? For the Drew song. No, the penis on. is very dysfunctional. Oh, yes. Pee on this stick. Makes me sick. Pee on this stick. Makes me sick. If I find you stealing my underwear again, here's what's going to happen. Asshole. Stuff like this. Stuff like this. Stuff like this. 
makes me sick. You're fat. Asshole. You're fat. Can I say that? You're fat. Hard. You're overweight. I want to be dominated. You're gay. I want to be dominated. You're gay. When I was 19, I ate about four boiled peyote buttons and stayed up all night but felt no effect. It's called intimacy. Can I say that? This is not acceptable. Can I say that? You're fat. Not acceptable. Pee on this stick. Not acceptable. Boiled peyote button. Not acceptable. You're overweight. Not acceptable. Can I say, Can I say that? that? This makes me sick. Oh, it is sweeping the nation. Mm. And Mike and, and Engineer Mike, that was fantastic. And get, get ready with that other one I love so much. Just just what? the one that has what? to do with the sewing kit. What? And, you know the one I enjoy so much, Drew. It's my favorite Drewism. But that's okay. Go ahead. Right, talk right. about your Caltech with, with, thing. If that uh, frees me to talk about this, it's the price I must pay. Uh, and that is that uh, after lunch on Thursday, on Sunday, we're going to be appearing uh, on a uh, off-site. We're going to be at Caltech Beckman Auditorium, broadcasting Love Line from there, after we do a symposium on uh, violence in the home. Now, Caltech, and that's where they train the guys to do the road work? California Institute of Technology. It's where, like, they split the atoms. But figure they're, out, figure they're, out the, the uh, charge on an electron. They're not the earthquake morons. They are the earthquake people, atom? too. We, <laughs> Let me tell you something about this earthquake research. Yes. They dig a hole, mm-hmm. they bury $7 billion worth of equipment, and then they tell you earthquake hit about an hour after it came in. What is up with that, Drew? I'm going to talk to these You'll Caltech talk to them. People. We'll be there. We're going to be broadcasting from there that evening. A surprise guest hopefully to be announced soon. Anne's working on it. And that should be an interesting symposium. Pasadena yeah, and gonna, adults' resources are going to be gathered I'm going to find out why a dog in Yukaipa has a better... Better accuracy predicting earthquakes than these guys with all the probes and sensors. So anybody who wants to view us doing our thing here, uh, you have to have the tickets are free, and you call the Tal- Caltech ticket office. It's 818-395-4652, 818-395-4652, and you can come see this thing. Uh-huh. And also uh, next week we're going to have uh, Meredith Baxter Bernie, and what would you do with her, Drew? Let's cut off her clitoris. Let's sew up her vagina. Let's bind her feet. Let's offer her heart to uh, to a god. All right, well, I'm sure she's not going to come on the show now, Drew. Also, a little bit later on tonight, we'll get to the calls now, but uh, somebody emailed me, uh, which is the uh, Dr. Drew. You're always talking about the, the order in which people meet and then, you know, have sex and no, then, talking then about... have kids and then get married. Some even get divorced now before they get married. And <laughs> it was, it, the order's all whacked out. So somebody, a very intelligent listener from uh, Washington named Sean, uh, faxed me in sort of or uh, emailed me in a, a list of the way things work. So we'll get to that. All right. All right. I'm but, anxious to hear that. That's a teaser. Yeah. Like people are waiting for that. Evil. Uh, it's Eval, actually. <laughs> All right. Eval, you're 28. You're on Loveline. Hi. How are you guys doing today? Good, good. Okay. Well, let's start with my problem. Um, my problem with my girlfriend um, was almost done about a month ago because I have a really bad past. You know, a bad history. What do you mean a bad history? Um, well, uh, I was involved in two wars. Where? Uh, I was involved in two wars. Where? The one in Afghanistan mm-hmm. and the one in Lebanon. Mm. Were you like a mer- mercenary or something, or were you living I there? I was just special forces. Uh-huh. Okay, and we were in something called the uh, Head Squad, where, you know, so I, I was involved in, you know, even killing people. You were in a head... I think I rented that, actually, <laughs> the Head Squad. Yeah, um... It's like uh, it's like a blind squad. You just follow orders, whatever they tell you to do. Did you kill a lot of people, Eval? Uh, I've got about forty-two. Oh. Oh, well, it's just it's just a handful. Anything? I, I mean, I never mention anything to any friends because it's like embarrassed for me. But uh, she found out by by accident because you know she looked at some pictures, 
and then you know um she likes thinks that i'm a horrible person and i told her that you know i changed a lot since then and i'm training her good and uh she just dumped me for that and she well, wait let, tell me about the pictures uh well you know I've, i like uh, taking pictures since i was a kid for everything you know i have like some periods in my life when i grow up every time so i like taking pictures All right, we, we don't want to, the evolution of photography we want to talk about the pictures that you took okay, that scared her uh, oh, no, no. She saw the pictures of the war. Okay. Some of your victims? Um, I mean, about everything. Okay. You see, that's how how she found out. And uh, But give us, a, give us a picture. Give us a specific picture that she saw that would upset her so. Okay, that was that was in Lebanon, uh, the base picture. It's, uh, it's like a base of the enemy, and it was blown up, and it was like some dead people and even pieces of human around. Okay. Uh, and I was with about four guys standing around. Right. Were you killing civilians, too? Uh, well, yeah, actually. Mm-hmm. Actually, sometimes people you know, too. So it's like you get a list of people with addresses. Sometimes people you know, sometimes you don't. Wow. And you just have to do, go and do it. But you said you changed a lot. I mean, what, what made you be in an organization like that? Were you forced to be in something like that? Uh, well, basically, um, I, I, I'm basically Turkish, but... I lived in Lebanon for a long time. Then uh, I joined the army, and because of some special skills I had, they mm-hmm. had like promoted to special forces, and I loved that job, you know. And yeah. I was doing my best to, to get, you know, some promoting. And uh, then um, the war started, and they got me in. And uh, you know, it's like I was really forced. Yeah. You were forced to do it. All right. Yeah. So it wasn't that like you sought yeah, that I'm, out. I'm not a bad guy, really. really. All right. But besides the killing people part, you're a good guy. Now let's just. Get to the girl. That was part of the job, by the way. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people but, think I'm a bad guy, no, but, but they don't realize it's part of my job to yell at teenagers. But but if I, would would you have been killed if you hadn't carried out your orders? Is that basically the situation you were in? Uh, I, I really have to tell you, I, I tried to get away from that, but I couldn't because they really, you know, they put us under, you know, they know where we're going and what we're doing. But, I mean, otherwise I wouldn't really because some, sometimes we, uh, we sometimes admission that we two of the victims were like 14 and 10. Mm-hmm. And they have like to blow the whole the whole house and something like that because they were related to some generals or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's hey. what it, that's what they told us. God mm-hmm. knows what you know. We had different leaders every month actually. Uh, it, it was messed up. All right, Eval. War, war is messed up. We're gonna yeah. We're gonna get to your question. Although we do, we are looking for an official Loveline uh, hitman. A lot of bad, a lot of delinquent fathers, a lot of bad boyfriends that need straightening out, and perhaps uh, we can get your number off the air. But tell us about where my mom is, actually. All right, tell us about this girl. Um, So she left you. Okay, because we're running long. She saw your picture, and she took off. Yeah. Scared. Yeah, I tried to explain everything. Right. What happened is, two days ago, she called me, and she was crying, and she was, you know, I'm very sorry. I didn't give you a chance. I wasn't fair. You were really, you know, changing, and, you know, I didn't really feel like you were doing anything like that until, unless, you know, until I saw the pictures. Then I had, you know, something I learned in my life. If somebody messes with you once, and if he had a chance, he will mess up with you again. Okay. That, I mean, I learned it in my life at this, this point. So if she's done it once, she will do it again. You're probably right, Eval. Uh-huh. Now, what do you want us to do? You want us to call her and straighten her out? Uh, no, I mean, actually, um, 
I have like uh, uh, she wants me to call her back. But what do you think? Should I go back to her, or my point is right, or I'm wrong? I, I, mean, I, I this, at this point, after an experience, really. I I think you're you're probably right with your general dim uh, view of life and philosophy, which is if you screw, the dog craps on the carpet once, it's going to crap on the carpet again. Once in a while, you can hit it with a rolled up newspaper and teach it. But it's probably going to crap a few more times before it finally goes out in the neighbor's yard where it should go. But it eventually will do that. Eventually will. When things settle down. Drew, are you likening a woman to a dog? No, just the behaviors aren't always fixed patterns. All right. Eval. Yeah. What would you think she will mess up as bad as the last time? I, or I, like? What? I don't know. With your arsenal, probably not. But l- let us talk to her, Eval. Mm-hmm. Let us call her. We'll put the two of you on, and we'll get to the bottom of this. And then when you're done, you can move on. Okay. Or you can have a beautiful relationship. Um, yes, Eval. We're gonna wanna... don't argue with me, Eval. I have friends too. Uh-huh. We're gonna put you on hold. Okay. All right. All right. All right. That was uh, Eval. Can Eval from? Where's he from? Turkey. No. <laughs> God knows what's going on over there. You know, I'll tell uh, you. There's. Uh, I got to rent a Stallone movie and figure out just what the truth was about that war. Which one? Well, you know, he's the, the Turks are, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're, the Russians got in there and they were Afghanistan. Afghanistan yes. The Russians were, uh, you know, f- well, they were in the war. Yeah. They were not only supplying the war, but they were actually uh, killing some folks. Hey, Tasha, <laughs> 20, you're on Love Line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to ask Dr. Drew a question. Yeah. Um, I've been married for two years. Mm-hmm. And I dated my husband for four years before we got married. And it's the first guy I've ever been with. Mm-hmm. And first guy, I mean, the only guy I've ever been with. And the problem is, he's like a minute man. I mm. don't get no orgasm or nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. When we make love, I mean, he lasts a long time, but I like to get, you know, not make love all the time. And it's just, he's like, I'm done, and I'm just getting started. Well, wait a minute. How does he make love all for a long time? If he's a minute man. If he's a minute man. He's a minute man when we're really having dirty down sex. Right. Tasha. He lasts three minutes. That ain't fair. Oh, he, he lasts three minutes. Yeah. So you don't have sex for any extended period of time? No. Okay. First, let me say this. This is the only guy you've been with? I want to know, I mean, can you take something? No. Yeah, he's the only guy. I mean, he's got experience. Right. But this is the only guy you've been with? Yeah. I okay. Know. All guys are this way. Every single one. So don't bother looking anywhere else. Three minutes, that's, uh, that, that would be a personal best for me. That is a record. Hang on to this guy. He should be changed to the marathon man. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Three minutes is a lifetime. No, it's not. You try holding your breath for... Friends. Try holding your breath for three minutes. You tell me how long three minutes is. That's not a long time at all. I'm not getting nothing out of it. All right. I'm not coming. I'm not... <laughs> all right, relax over there, potty mouth. Now, listen. Tasha. Uh-huh. D- was this guy always this way? With me, yeah. With you. Uh, he, he he always lasted a minute. Yeah. And you were stupid enough to marry him. That was a bad idea, Tasha. <laughs> but I love him, and I don't think, you know, uh, sex is the main thing out of a relationship. All right. We have a couple of uh, twisted sex experts that just entered the room. That would be Dweezil and Amit Zappa. Oh, yeah. Now, if it's twisted, we know about it. Now, if it's twisted, they'll smoke it. If I it's mean, sexual, no, 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 they'll no, no, fix no. it. We no. don't do any drugs. Never have, never will. Really? Yeah. All right, get the hell out of here. Okay, bye bye. We nice only want drug you. addicts on the show. Okay. What's going to blame me? I mean, here. All right, Tasha, settle down for a second. Here's the problem, guys. Mm-hmm. Then we'll get to the CD. Okay. Tasha has only been with one man. Uh-huh. She's her husband. Her husband. 
it's a rarity. We're going to send her out a T-shirt, as a matter of fact. She has been with this guy for about four years. How old is she? She's 20. I've been with him six Oh, just relax over there and let me finish the story. Six years she's been with the guy. Uh Uh-huh. And he only lasts about two or three minutes. Uh Uh-huh. And she's she's not satisfied. And and what kind of advice has she already been given about this concept? I told her to uh, uh, kill him and then turn the gun on herself. No way, man. She should go out and buy some of those, like, Tibetan... Like Kundali books or whatever those like, Kundali, yeah, those sex but magic. I'm books. getting you. I'm I'm betting you couldn't get this guy to read Reader's Digest if well, you that's paid why him. She should read it. She should do all the investigating and uh, she should research the whole thing and try to make him a better lover or kick his ass to the curb. <laughs> that was uh, the voice of Amit. Dweezil, what well, do you think? Uh, so, are you mildly dissatisfied or are you majorly dissatisfied with this action? I mean, it's not my number one priority, sex. But, yeah, I mean, with sex, yeah. I mean, wouldn't you be? Okay, check it out. So you are, you're all bummed out. Why don't you go with, with him to, like, a sex shop or something and, and buy some kind of, I don't know, utensil and have him satisfy you? Uh, I'm not doing that. So right. Do you Why guys not? talk about this problem much? Yeah, I mean. And what's his response? Well, he asked somebody he worked with that you can go to sex shop and put something on it to no 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 oh, they have that yeah stuff. yeah that's worthless what do you mean it's but worthless used it. mm-hmm. oh well you're you're saying that uh he he needs something to to keep him erect or something all right yeah. check it out if you oh to keep him erect or to keep him uh keep like, him from doing sustain. his business it, it deadens yeah. the sensation so you last a little longer yeah. Oh, okay. You, so he basically he just he he uh he blows his load too quick, right? Yeah. All right. Check it out. What he needs to do then is the the muscle. You 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 must know the muscle. Kegel exercises. Okay. That's what he needs to do. He needs to practice those bad boys, and uh, the the muscle that you use to urinate is that the same bad boy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the, it's more the one you use to interrupt the urine flow. Right. So he has to like every single time he goes to the bathroom and all throughout during the day, he needs to be flexing that thing. For a whole week straight. He's going to be exhausted. It sucks. It doesn't feel good. And then he should be all right. He should be able Perhaps to Perhaps Amit's care. had the same problem. No way, man. I just <laughs> like to be the, the grandmaster flash. I like to be the... I, I, I'm Mac and Self-Approach. Like, I'm smooth. I'm all smooth. Smooth criminal. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Ahmed is a white guy, by the way. I don't know if <laughs> yeah. many of the viewers know Daddy that. Daddy don't mess around. But now listen. So you know about the Kegel exercises. I certainly do. Suzanne, Sum- Suzanne Summers' uh, husband, Alan Hamill, was in here. Talking about Talking it. about the Kegel exercises. So uh, good enough for Alan, good enough for, for Tasha's husband. And I would just suggest he goes downstairs and cleans house a little bit. I mean, all men need to do that. And if they're not performing... It's it's like this. If they're not performing at the plate with the bat, they they better do the glove work out in the field. That's the whole thing. And you know what? You should go to a sex shop because that, I love doing that. I love like totally. So you should do it because you love it. All right, yeah, uh, Ahmed. Before you dig yourself a grave, you can't get out of. I know. I, I have. I have to dig that grave. I have to express to her that she will have nothing but a good time. I could satisfy you all night. Oh, you're talking, I, oh, you're talking to her. Okay. I, no, I'm talking to you. <laughs> no, I was talking to her. Oh, let, let me loosen the drawstring on the shorts. All right, let's talk about the music for a minute because Tasha's uh, she's gone. She's back in the uh, Nick Heaven there. Yes, music for pets. 
It's the yes. new CD you guys have uh, done together. We've unleashed on the public. Done out of the studio in uh, in the home up there in the yes, Hollywood Hills? we have, uh, yeah. Uh, Fort Zappa, is that what you're talking <laughs> about? You know, I was there once. The Utility the Muffin Research Kitchen is the name of the studio. Uh, yeah, we, we recorded the album a while ago. It's finally uh, made its way out for, for people and animals. It's basically a fine collection of songs that... Uh, it, despite the title, it's not a very silly record. It's got some some uh, serious subject matter on it because we we had a, a very sad time in our lives that we're still experiencing remnants of. Right. And uh, so it's partially exposed in some of the music. But being it's a that pretty w- much the straightforward rock album, I think it's just. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, but we, 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 we tend to have a, a sense of humor about things, and, and it guess, I guess it confuses people. Well, so, I mean, you're, you're dealing with – you're having a, a mourning period. You're dealing with some pain, and, and sometimes comedy can uh, help, oh, I help think relieve that. I think it's uh, important. Uh, uh, really, not that different. many you know, humorous songs on the album. I mean, no, no, just, I heard it. I listened to it tonight, and I didn't even crack a smile. You are such a liar. What do you know? What do you mean? Of course, I heard no, it. No, I'm talking about you being a liar. That's oh, what I'm, I mean. Oh, I'm sure I'm a liar. Yes, but I listened to the CD. <laughs> huh, yeah. All right, let me say this. I went up to the compound uh-huh. once uh, about you... about twelve years ago. Uh-huh. I was at uh, you know where the Mulholland Club is. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I met your sister Moon there. Uh huh. And through some other friends or something, and I ended up going up there. And there's a room in the house where everyone signs their name on a wall, isn't there? That's, uh, that's been uh, removed from the house altogether. Oh, no. It was yes. right after you left, actually. Yeah, I think Because my name is on that. there somewhere. <laughs> no, it's uh-huh. not. I it's, swear it's in it was. Space it's, not, it's not there anymore. You don't uh, know why? Uh, what happened? Um, there was we a... redecorated. <laughs> but you papered <laughs> over the signature room? Uh, Just yours. We put a picture uh, of put like, a strip of wallpaper no, over my picture, name. No, we put a picture of Eddie Money up. It's a really good picture of him. <laughs> Seriously, is that not up there anymore? No, it's not there anymore because no. oh. the house has been uh, remodeled. Oh, all right. Oh, well, it, that's the it end of that. Was it my sister's then. room? Was it a long time ago? No, this would have been the kitchen. Oh, very. <laughs> this good. was this was about twelve or thirteen years yeah. ago. I can't even. I barely remember it. it. That that uh, the the old kitchen uh, used to have numbers. If you took a message, you wrote it on the wall. So everywhere in the kitchen, it was like a white wall, and there was writing, handwriting, people writing notes to each other, phone numbers, Pictures. and all that stuff. It it was used to show, uh, you know. Uh, your growth period to see how t- how much taller right, you got. Right, put the mark you know? on the door yeah. jam. And how yeah. many people did you have in there one time? Oh, you mean like what celebrity uh, names do we have on there? No. Like Jim J. Bullock? Did uh, you have Jim J.? Of no. course not. All right. But how many, seriously, how many people were living at this house at once? I'm talking about sisters and you mom mean, and dad uh, as, and brothers. Uh, and yeah. Well, there's only four of us, and then there's our parents, you know, so... Because yeah, it, it always seemed like sort of a madhouse over there. Well, our we had visitors, for a while. you know. Hmm? Our cousin stayed with us for oh, a while. Okay, well, maybe that was your cousin I was looking at. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk more to Dweezil and Ahmed Zappa. We're going to talk more about uh, music for pets, and we're going to talk more about the weird house they grew up in. Yo, G. The phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline, right back. Mm-hmm. 
Well, now, two of the most common New Year's resolutions are A, get your life organized, and B, start a business. And you can now do both quickly at LegalZoom.com. I love these guys. I've actually used them myself for setting up a will for someone, for setting up a corporation. Getting your life organized starts with a last will and testament or living trust from LegalZoom. It's easy, it's inexpensive, and you'll protect your assets, your family, and get peace of mind. B, start a business. LegalZoom can help you launch your dreams and save you a ton of time and money. LegalZoom has helped over a million businesses, and LegalZoom gets the job done right. Nine out of 10 customers would recommend the service to their friends and family. Why? Because they get personalized, affordable protection, quality. Maybe that's why they earned an A-plus by the Better Business Bureau. I know I recommend them. LegalZoom's step-by-step process was created by a team of experts in law and technology. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but can connect you with a third-party attorney and provides you with self-help services. For special savings, enter LOVE, L-O-V-E, in the referral box at checkout. Please don't let another month go by before you take care of these things for your family and business. From wills to business formation, trademark applications, power of attorney, and even bankruptcy help. Go to LegalZoom.com. Hi, I'm Jerry Springer, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Mm-hmm. Let me give the phone number out. 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191, fax number 310 4455. I'm Adam Crowley, Dr. Drew, board certified and all that stuff. Dweezil and Amit Zappa in tonight. Tomorrow night, Bobcat, and the next night, Lush. So uh, we're having a good time here on Loveline. They have a CD out. It's called Music for Pets. I urge you to go get it. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, Frank. We're going to talk about anything we want to talk about. But and first, people's problems. First, that's right. That is right, Dweezil. We're going to talk about people's problems. Brandon, 22, you're on Loveline. Uh, hi, guys. Hey. What's happening, Brian? Uh, first, I got to say I love your show. I listen to it every night. I'm on my way home from work. Thank you. Um, I got a problem with uh, a couple of really close friends of mine. They're, uh, they're going out, they're dating. They've been going out for like four years. Um, the male approached me to have a threesome with his girlfriend. And um, I ended up doing it like three times. But um, towards the end, I ended up getting uncomfortable with it. And she, like, couldn't handle it. She was falling in love with me and all this stuff. And, like, the other An- Another case in point for never underestimate the feelings and strange relationships that can grow out of stuff, craziness like this. It's just yeah, it's it's a really very crazy. unstable, treacherous thing for people to do. If somebody is in a relationship that they wish to survive, don't do something like this. Exactly. I mean, the other night she uh, tried to kill herself and she ended up nice. in a psycho ward. Very nice. Very nice. Brandon. Yes. Uh, now, how serious was the guy about the relationship? Um, it's, he's, I mean, he has two kids with her. Um, like I said, they've been going on for like four years. Wait, 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 wait. Adam, set me straight. Oh, yeah. Set me straight, please. Oh, well, all right. Please. Now I can see it's an apropos please. time or an opportunity. time. I need to understand the order in which people now perceive the child rearing phenomena. All right. Here number 1 couple has sex. Number 2 they they meet. Couple meets. Right? Is that number 1? Well, they have sex. Uh-huh. Then they then they then they meet. They exchange names. Then uh the guy gets a girl pregnant. Then uh couple gets married. Then couple gets to know each other, i.e. date. Then uh let's see, couple finds out that they hate each other. Then girl or guy bo- or both parties cheat on each other. 
Then they go out and repeat uh, step one and step three. And then the original couple gets divorced, and the child is the now uh, the last priority, and uh, the guy's absent, the girl's left to take care of her. And that's how it works. I, actually, it works, I think, even worse than that. Really? Yeah. Well, okay, well, step 10, there's an orgy. Uh, the girl tries to commit suicide, gets yeah. taken off to the loony bin. Okay? All right. Yeah, really, it really is. And, I, I, I'm just, uh, and I'm just... your, uh, your concern is what now? My concern is, is there any way that I can be friends with these people again, or mm. should I just chalk this up to experience? You should stay, uh, yeah, you should stay away from this. This is true interpersonal chaos. I, I would suspect that your friends have some real character logic problems, as we would say. I mean, there, there's something not right about their relationship, about how they conduct themselves in intimate circumstances, and obviously uh, there's some real mood problems, some behavioral disturbances. I mean, you are likely to get into big, big trouble here. There's only chance that she's going to let up on the obsession about you is if you end all contact with her, and that's what needs to happen. All right, it's not, Brandon. It's not going to be good for her if you hang around, that's for sure. Okay, thanks, guys. All right. Well, that, that wasn't too hard. Just stay away. The couple's nuts. Let me ask the Zappa boys. Uh, any any weird uh, threesome swinging kind of groupy love going on? I'll tell you no. a, a real story. Yes, please. I was, what, maybe 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. I was having my version of a menage a trois. I was in my room, and I would take one girl into the closet. Is that with this is This is Amit talking, <laughs> yeah. by the way. I took one girl in the closet, right? Right. And I'm I'm getting all um, thirteen you know, or fourteen. Yeah, so I'm kissing on one of them, and I'm 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 about to go for um, you know up shirt the up shirt move. Right. Okay. Right. Cop a feel. I get that bad boy out, one of those breasts. I go to you know give it a smooch or something like that. A hair hits me in the face. Mm-hmm. Okay. I inspect a breast the, hair. I I inspect the breast. It's 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 got lots of hair. Fuzzy. I I am now horrified. I'm like, get the second chick. <laughs> Gotta ditch the first chick, get the second chick. Get the second chick. Not related to the first chick. Kissing on her. Lift up the shirt. Up shirt. Inspect the breast. Harry. Two girls back to back. Sasquatch infested hair around the nipple. How is that possible? That is God trying to wean you, it's, pardon the pun, punishment. away from the breast. Yes. It's punishment. Either that or it was a couple members from ZZ Top who'd been partying at the house and you were a little too young to recognize them. Uh, well, that's a different story. That's when I passed out and I woke up and my butt was bleeding. That's the one you're talking about. Right? I had that's a threesome. <laughs> oh, please. You didn't are didn't, you, didn't for someone it. talk to you before the show? You're the one who brought it up. Like, I'm supposed to be having sex with ZZ Top? I had a threesome when I was 14 as we well. We don't care. About you did you. not. Yes. Two buddies watched me jack off. Oh, Stuff like this makes me that. sick. Yeah, it does. Where are we going here? What is the purpose <laughs> of this? All right, we're going back to the phones. James. Mine Hello a true there. Story. You're 25. Yes, I am. Hey. Uh, this is a real honor. I've been listening to both Zappa and the Loveline show for a long, long time. All right. And I had a question for Dweezil. Go uh, ahead. I wanted to know what the status was on your piece, What the Hell Was I Thinking? Uh, <laughs> when he said, I want to know the status on your piece, I was horrified. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was an interesting way of putting it on this it, topical, your, your type of oratorio. show. Your oratorio. Uh, it's, uh, for those who don't know, I've been working on this one record called, uh, What the Hell Was I Thinking for four or five years now, and it's lived up to its title because it's a, it's a continuous piece of music that I've basically been trying to finish, uh, and it's, it's got a lot of friends of mine playing, um, guitar solos on it, so it's kind of like an audio movie, and, uh, 
essentially the way that I'm looking at it now is I've connected all the dots, but now I need to color it in. <laughs> so it's uh, it's it still requires a few more performances from a few more friends of mine, and then I have to mix the record, and then I can put it out. So I'm I'm kind of looking at January now. January. Yeah. All right, James. Can you can you live until January? Can you dig it? Well, after speaking of the Zappas, I think that I can. All right, that's good. Thank See ya. You. Thanks for the call. I'll All right, sound like a weird guy to me. Now let me ask you this: you you work are you working in a studio that's in in now? Are you living in that house, or is it the, the house it, yeah. you grew up in mm -hmm. and the house you still live in? Mm -hmm. Do you? As far as doing work in the studio, it must be kind of convenient because obviously it's, it's in the right downstairs. You work where you you live and live where you work. But do you do you get yourself on a schedule and like set aside three hours a day and do it every day between noon and whatever, or no, do you just whenever it hits you? That's why you know it's convenient. It's at your house. You do it when you want. You know? Right. I but mean, you, it, it's it's. I don't think you can be all that creative if you're on. Uh, your creative schedule, you know, to be, yep, I gotta, I gotta do something at noon, or it ain't gonna happen. Right, but yeah. like a lot Michelangelo of, did it. A lot of well, who? You know. What band was he in? <laughs> Relax over there, no, old timer. Michelangelo, he was in that really awesome band in the eighties. Uh, Nitro. Nitro. They were so sweet. But no, but uh, what a lot of writers will do, for instance, is right. they'll say, I, I'm gonna do, you know, between this hour and this hour every day, even uh -huh. if I just sit and stare at the word processor or the typewriter, I'm not going to answer the phone i'm not going to turn on the tv i'm going to you know i'm going to get i'm going to force myself into a sort of a creative schedule are you trying to say that i need to do that to finish <laughs> this album i'm saying you've been working on the same the well, same guitar riff for doing, eight years now and it's time to put something out i've been doing uh, several other things all at once you know i mean this this project was sort of you know it kept growing into uh, a different existence over time so i didn't set out to make what it has become right you know? so it's I've given it the uh, sort of freedom to become something altogether different. Well, like a fine wine. Uh, yeah, it's I, don't, age I don't know a much about uh, wine. I don't but... either. But you, I know when you when you take the, the twist cap off, you got to let it breathe sometimes, and it's oftentimes important just to get sniff that, the cap. That box, you know, Almaden. <laughs> right, and just punch the spigot into it. Yeah. Joe, twenty, you're on Love Line with Amit and Dweezil Zappa. Uh, hi guys. Uh, I have a, a question for uh, Drew. Yeah, Joe. Uh, I was, uh, uh, my girlfriend was diagnosed with the, the HPV virus mm -hmm. about, uh, I'd say, a year ago. Human papilloma virus. Thank you, Adam. Oh, man, am I learning. You've been learning something with this show. Oh, that's you, right. I see how, now I see how you learn from the radio. It's amazing. Yeah. All and right, uh, she went to a midwife, and she was diagnosed from a midwife. Mm -hmm. And uh, she told her that she had it. And then she didn't like the opinion of the midwife, so she went to a regular gynecologist. Mm -hmm. And the gynecologist said she didn't have it. Mm -hmm. And uh, then, like, I went and got myself checked out, and we're hearing, like, so many different ways on how she's she's only slept with uh, one other person besides me. What are you hearing as ways that she could have contracted it? Well, one one doctor told me that uh, see, every every time I've had sex, it was protected. And they told me, one told me that I can get it even if I was protected. That's true. So you can. Yep. Okay, another one told me that, even if if you're wearing protection, there's no way you can get it at it's all. It's very unlikely, but you can get it. Well, what is the most likely way she could have contracted this, Drew? Sex. Oh. Well, no poop. That's it. But, I mean, <clears throat> you think she's cheating? Joe, you want to know if she's cheating on you? Well, no, I just, I was just, uh, see, I, I didn't, even though I've slept with, you know, two other people besides her, 
I was wearing a condom both times, but... Do you have it? No. Well, they told me, again, they told me that there was no test. Well, they, had, they you could put this sort of vinegar-like solution. And, yeah, that's and, what they did, and they didn't show up with anything. But Okay. That's the, that's the only test. So that sounds like silent, a, man. a fairly test. humiliating test. They yeah. dump vinegar on your groin, and then they put the old Jimi Hendrix on black light on there and see if well, anything jumps out. They, like, wrapped it in a towel with, like, vinegar soaked on it. Right. And sit there for, like, five minutes. Right. That's but, the test. Oh, right. that's, that's the test. <laughs> I mean, like, there's, like... That doesn't not that uh, that that's a good indication that you don't have the virus. It, but it, well, what? I just want, I understand where the confusion is. Uh, all right, what's the confusion, Joe? All right. Well, um, I was just wondering, like, if He's, I had it or not. You uh, probably do not have it. Okay, Joe. What be? job are you currently doing? A uh, gas station attendant. All right. All right. So you're basically making change and handing out cigarettes while you're trying to talk to us, right? Basically. All right, Joe. Don't do that anymore. Okay. Wait till it slows down. Well, it, it, was, it was pretty slow until I called you guys. Joe, you got a, you got a phone at home? Yeah. All right. Christ's sake, I hear all sorts of transactions going on there. Joe's out squeegeeing off a window and trying to formulate a question. Meanwhile, we're all sitting here trying to figure out what the hell he's talking about. All I understood is that he uses vinegar. What? Uh-huh. Welcome to the biggest show on earth. Thrills galore. The strangest freak, the highest acrobat, and the funniest clown. Love one. We'll be right back. Talk is Jericho. Hey, it's Chris Jericho, and Chavo Guerrero is on the show. Growing up, the Guerrero family was like unlike any other men. Not only did we have a wrestling ring in the backyard, you know, we learned to walk in a ring. Me and Eddie would take off the top rope so that the second rope was our top rope because we were small, you know, and we yeah. jumped off the top, our second rope, which is the top rope to us. That was great, but every holiday was like a pay-per-view. Download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcastone.com. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191. Fax number, 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Crowley. He's Dr. Drew. Tonight's guest, Weasel and Ahmet Zappa, talking about their CD, Music for Pets. I saw a huge billboard on Sunset, right? What's that, yeah. right on Sunset in Crescent Heights there? Yeah, it was there for a while. It's currently not there. Oh, it's gone? I haven't, it's yeah. been a few weeks. It, it may return, you know. I mean, it's costly to do such things. Yeah, let me ask you, because, it, I mean, it's it's got to be the coolest thing in the world. It's right there on the Sunset Strip. It's it's big as all outdoors. Mm-hmm. It's got a picture of you two guys in there. Yeah, but, and but, the dogs. And the dogs and the, the CD title and all that. But how much? Do you, do you rent that by the month? Yeah, it's a monthly thing. Well, you know, I don't know what it costs. It's like $5 in ones. That's what we're You have to pay them in ones. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Seriously. But give me a ballpark thing. I have do you no have idea, any no idea. idea? No idea. You don't know if it's ten grand a month or if it's 1000 a month? Uh, I think it's got to be more than 1000 all right. You know, well, I'm no I'm idea. I'm I'm going ridiculously low to try to coax a number uh, out of you. No, don't I, know. We, I really, don't know. We honestly don't know. Right. All right. So, but you may tune it back up. I mean, you yeah, may throw it back up there. May, yeah, may have some fun did, doing it. Did it? Did you sell more off it, or do you have any yeah. way of finding out? Or yeah, it 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 
it's a promotional tool, so it it, it provides awareness to people. Uh, you know, I mean, the album cover itself is entertaining, and it made that block a lot more fun to drive by. Uh, um, it just looked very funny to see these two dogs with shampoo horns, along with us with shampoo horns. But uh, and it's real bright and it sort of yeah it does yeah. jump out at you. But I, I got to tell you, it's not the Barbie twins. That's <laughs> no, my kind of billboard. Thank God. Huh? All right, guys. I, I don't know. I like those Barbie twins up there. Not that you two aren't handsome, but Alex, fourteen, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hi. How do? Okay, you? I've done something really, really horrible. Like what? Okay. Uh, my best friend's boyfriend. I'm just gonna like call him Bill. And another kid I know. Um, and call him Bob. Well, they got in a big fight because Bob got Bill's girlfriend drunk, and they messed around a little. So Bill kicked Bob's ass. And I was telling, I was talking to a kid who knows both of them, and I blurted it out that Bob got his ass kicked, and now everyone knows about it. And they're not friends anymore, and they both, they all hate me, and a bunch of people know I blurted it out, and no one will tell me anything, and I feel so guilty because I think I ruined everything. Well, you uh, probably did. Oh, God. Well, I mean... It, Wait, the, like problem, the problem was that you just told somebody that somebody got I their ass? I told somebody, I just... It was like somebody's brother, and he told his brother, and it got everywhere. I mean, I just I just mentioned it. That someone got beat up. It, yeah. And that... And, they, and those people were friends, and they made up after that, but he thought that that other guy spread it, and... All right. Who made out with who? That Forget it. Too lightweight for Loveline. Just Bill so, beat up Bob. Bob beat up Bob. Uh, look, what do you minute. call when Bob's pregnant? Ha, ha, just help Alex. Just make her feel better. Well, Adam, you, you do it. Right. You do it. It is actually kind of refreshing to get one of Thank these. You. I thought she'd she'd killed somebody and you know did some sort of satanic ritual with the fetus or something. Alex. All right. See, look how bad she feels. All right. All right. Uh, Alex, it's all going to blow over real fast. Bill's going to forget about it. Bob's going to forget about it. Bob's black eye's going to heal. They all hate everybody. They all hate me, and everyone wants to kick me. Well, maybe they didn't like you in the first place. But they did. Well, you know, most of the time... Time heals all wounds. Give it a give it a little break there. It's now it's really Such, not going to be that. Gather big, whatever though. support you can find. People who still do care about you, build a support base. If you have to go outside of your your usual ring of friends, do that. But indeed, this kind of thing will be forgotten with time. Uh, Drew, so you want her to, to you want her friend. to enter a twelve step program no, because she said, what I said Bob got his ass kicked. Oh no, no, that's not what I said. I said if she has some other out out of school activities or <laughs> she, she meets should, other people, she, she should, should use those. Them, su- she should take them support. all out for some fast food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Amit's right. Like pay pay them off. Exactly. Grease their palms with some greasy fries, and all will be forgiven. And and what I, I was I I may have can been I buy you a taco. That's right. There I would you be your friend for life. Uh, you would be absolutely. What do you do on later, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> all right. You know that's the first time I've been called bitch on the show. <laughs> you should be called bitch. Drew, why don't you start calling me bitch? All right. Sissy. Fucking. All right. Now I'm going to start calling you Doc Ho. <laughs> That'd be a good rap name. All right, here we go. All right, so Alex is all better now. Chad. Uh, yeah. Hey, you're 15 year on Love Line. Hey, I just wanted to tell you guys, I think you guys are great, and uh, I have a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I have more of a question. Mm-hmm. Okay, I am 15, as you know, and I have this friend, he's 16. And uh, lately he is the same sex as me, and I... Lately he's the same sex as me? Well, you? he is the same sex as me, he's always been, but lately... I have been having sexual feeling or sexual thoughts towards him. And I was wondering if this is like a normal thing 
if I'm bisexual or if this is just going to all pass over or what? Um, very hard to tell. That it's very common for people to have these feelings and then not become bisexual or not become homosexual. That it's sort of a routine part of development to have these kinds of ambivalent feelings about your sexual identity. And it's very common to have same-sex feelings. And usually they are sort of a clouding of the dif distinction between a sexual feeling and intimate feelings of just closeness and warmth that I'm you have I'm glad with a you brought up clouding, Drew, because it brings me to a sort of a uh, weather-related um, example I want to use with the movie Twister out and all. It, it's kind of like there's a big homo hurricane. No, let's make it the homo twister. And it's spinning around. And you're a grain silo. And you can feel something coming on. But sometimes it hits you, and sometimes it blows past you and hits the neighbor's farm. Right. You never know. Right now, you can feel a little wind. You hear the wind chime. You're thinking about it a little bit. The chickens are spooked. Yeah. You don't know if that thing's going to clean you out or not. Okay. Don't go out and, and, and tip over the silo before the thing comes because it may not hit you. Wait. Wait it out. Okay. Go into the root cellar. Wait a minute now. <laughs> Batten down the hatches is what I'm saying. Okay. But don't make a move. Don't sell the farm yet. You don't know if the uh, homo hurricane's going to hit or not. Keep those so pants in other words, on. wait till I'm positively sure. Right. That's right. That's that's what I'm saying. Okay. All right, Chad. Thanks a lot. Yeah. A lot of confusion out there. Yeah, but did his friends have uh, his friend have the same feelings towards him? <laughs> no one knows. Uh, no one knows. Yeah, you're right, Chad. He's gone. All right. I'm going to say no. All right. I'm going to say he lives in uh, Southern California, and I'll, I'll work out a, a gay earthquake reference later on in the show, but right now it's not coming to me. Jim. Hi, boys. How's it going? Good. You're 31. You're on the love line. Hi. Um, this one's for Drew, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of the opposite problem this woman who had a Minuteman for her husband had earlier. Um, I, I think I kind of lost some sensitivity, and I think it's related to my heroin addiction. Um, about five years ago, I quit. And um, every time I couldn't get some, my sensitivity and my, or my libido would go way up. And when I finally quit for weeks and for months, it was sky high, and now it seemed to go slightly below where it used to be. And I was wondering, if Drew, if you could tell me anything about this. Were you drinking at the same time? No. Not, no, I've never been a drinker. Any other drugs? No, at that time, not really. I used to smoke weed for about 10 years before that. That, that could possibly have something to do with this. I'm not sure I follow your story, though. You, when you were doing heroin, you had no libido. Um, well, you're not really interested in sex when you're as profoundly addicted as right. I was. That's let's right. Say, let's say I couldn't get it for like 12 hours, right, right. and I'd, I'd start to go through withdrawals. My, my sensitivity, my libido would go way up. I, that's unusual. Nobody's ever complained to me about that. You know something? Um, or among heroin addicts, that's, um, everybody knows that. That's, that that's, I'll, I'll discuss it with patients. Nobody's ever complained to me. It's never been an issue. Nobody's ever discussed it. But I, I, that's not something I'm familiar with. I, now, we've got to remember, I'm seeing people in a hospital setting. I'm detoxing them with medication and probably suppressing some of that. But so, nobody's ever expressed that to me. But, Drew, you never experienced that when you were chasing the dragon? No, cut it out. <laughs> but, 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 there, but it makes you know, it makes sense that certain parts of the autonomic nervous system would be overstimulated because that's what withdrawal is. So there's some sense that there's a part of the, the brain that's been suppressed sort of over overcompensates when you let it withdraw. Does any of this have to do um, with, with withdrawal? Does any of it have to do with, with histamines by any chance? Uh, not, not, not primarily, no. I was just wondering if it was all 
all tied in because the withdrawal symptoms are so much like having a cold. And when I used oh no to no it, yeah that's different. That's, it's all just yeah that's just part, that's part of the withdrawal syndrome. But it, it is something mediated largely through a region of the brain called the locus ceruleus, which were rich in opiate receptors. So all right, Jim, Jim. I just want to say one more thing. Jim, wait a minute. Yeah. Let's get to the, the the bottom line here. Are you are you now you have no libido? No, it's uh, it's it's my sensitivity is down maybe like half to what it was before I started doing heroin. Uh, what do you mean your, your sensitivity? You mean in, in, in your penis? It's not, it's not as easy to come as it used to be. Right. Well, get used to it, because you know you're 31. It's gonna <laughs> pretty soon you're gonna have to you're gonna burst a vessel in your forehead just trying to masturbate. <laughs> you got that to look forward to, and then the whole calf cramping thing I've experienced lately. Well, it doesn't change your napping habits, but when you withdrawn, you can masturbate about 50 times in an hour. Oh, really? No kidding. Well, where do they sell that stuff? <laughs> All right, Jim. Thanks a lot. Wait, wait. Do you have one more question? Oh, I want to say one thing to the Zappa boys. All right. Mahalo. Mahalo. Uh, thank <laughs> you. See ya. It is thank the, you, uh, Mr. Han. It is the uh, Loveline uh, battle cry. Mahalo. Mahalo. Because I've decided that the uh, Samoan folks, or the Hawaiian folks, mm -hmm. what, what are they? Hawaiian. Hawaiians, yes. Mm -hmm. Smartest. The Samoans are in Samoa. Yeah. Relax mm -hmm. over there, Drew. A <laughs> lot of Samoans in Hawaii, though, smart boy. But let me explain. Smartest group in the world. Because they have two words. They have aloha and they have mahalo. And that's the entire language. Aloha means 300 things. Mahalo means 7,000 things. And that's it. It's all one big thing. Malo, uh, aloha, mahalo. As a matter of fact, I think they have a third word called malaho, <laughs> which is a hybrid. And that's it. I know uh, exactly what that means. And that's why... Uh, you do not want me to elaborate. Uh, malaho? Mm -hmm. You do? I know exactly what that means. All right. When we come back, Ahmed is going to explain... What Malaho means. Well, now, two of the most common New Year's resolutions are A, get your life organized, and B, start a business. And you can now do both quickly at LegalZoom.com. I love these guys. I've actually used them myself for setting up a will for someone, for setting up a corporation. Getting your life organized starts with a last will and testament or living trust from LegalZoom. It's easy. It's inexpensive. And you'll protect your assets, your family, and get peace of mind. B, start a business. LegalZoom can help you launch your dreams and save you a ton of time and money. LegalZoom has helped over a million businesses, and LegalZoom gets the job done right. 9 out of 10 customers would recommend the service to their friends and family. Why? Because they get personalized, affordable protection quality. Maybe that's why they earned an A-plus by the Better Business Bureau. I know I recommend them. LegalZoom's step-by-step -step process was created by a team of experts in law and technology. LegalZoom is not a law firm but can connect you with a third-party attorney and provides you with self-help services. For special savings, enter LOVE, L-O-V-E, in the referral box at checkout. Please don't let another month go by before you take care of these things for your family and business. From wills to business formation, trademark applications, power of attorney, and even bankruptcy help. Go to LegalZoom.com. I'm Adam Carolla. He's Chin Ho. <laughs> and this is Hawaii 5 -0. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. 1-800-568-3191. Fax number 310-854-4455. 
Music for Pets is the name of the CD. Dweezil and Ahmed Zappa are the boys who made the CD. Uh, the band is called Z, though, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. You, you know, are... we're trying to, uh, you know, help people understand uh, who made the music and what they can expect when they go to a record store and look for it. And speaking of uh, the band... Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking a little before the show about where you guys would be and what you guys would be doing, and we, you didn't have any dates set yet, but well, will, will you be going out and we've, touring? We've just reformed the band uh, recently uh, with some new members, and uh, we're, we're probably going to do some local stuff first and then uh, see what sort of opportunities uh, come to us for uh, you know the summer and fall period because it's it's really hard to really set up a tour at this time of year. Um, we'd like to do some college stuff, but that's better. It's better to do that in the fall. All right. So don't play any of those junior colleges, by the way. Everyone's stoned there. They just want to eat snacks. Yeah. Well. Okay. That would be bad. <laughs> unless more crap unless we my... were making <laughs> snacks for them, and we could. Well, it's got to have granola in it because when okay. you're stoned, you crave the granola. <laughs> All right, now wouldn't know. We're gonna go for a little ten-second break, and when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna hear a song from uh, Music for Pets. We're gonna talk more to the uh, Zappa guys, and uh, we're gonna handle more problems. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Uh, Drew, what do you want to do? I just want to mention again that we are going to be next Sunday at the Beckman Auditorium in Pasadena, Caltech. You can watch the show being broadcast. Symposium beforehand on violence in the family. If you want to go, just call for free tickets. It's 818-395-4652. 818-395-4652. That's the Caltech ticket office. So be it. Okay. You done? You, when is your symposium going to be on? You told me yesterday you needed to do a symposium. Oh, I am. Yeah. What was that topic? The importance of breasts in society? I don't oh, know no, Gonna, oh, it's going to unveil. Yes, my big plans for Boobville. Yes, let me let me include the uh, Zappas in on this. I'm starting a, a colony called Boobville. I'm going to buy a piece of land in Montana. It's it's not a racist thing. It's a male supremacist place. We welcome males of all colors. And there's going to be a boob theme to the entire place. Now, I already talked. Rides, food, and all that stuff. Right, right. The, the, there's going to be the boobarama. I haven't worked out all the, the, the bugs from that yet. There's uh-huh. going to be a, the Nickelodeon section for the kids. Okay. Because I want something to, you know something for everyone. I uh, Now, yeah. who's the house band? Rancid? Uh, yeah, we got Lars. Yeah. Yes, yes. The house band is going to be Rancid. You're going to have, like, breast milkshakes and stuff like that? All right. Now, this is the kind of thinking I need. This is the kind of brain go. I need on the planning end of this. I'm mm-hmm. all about it, man. All right, I'm in. Count Bubula, man. You can have some sweet vampires. Right. We're gonna need. Yeah. We're, we're gonna yeah. need mascots. There's uh-huh. Omni Booby Farty. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll draw you know from uh, overseas. Yeah. We're gonna need uh, the Saline uh, Saline the, Sam. Check it out. The yeah. guy could, walks around. And... We could release the bubonic plague. <laughs> there you go. All right. Now that's that's just the kind of thinking I need on this on this project. Anyway, there's going to be a big unveiling. We haven't built it yet, but I do the thing where I pull the sheet off the little cardboard cadaver. mock-up off it. No, yeah. no, it's not a cadaver. <laughs> and we do a whole big ribbon cutting and groundbreaking ceremony. So you guys will be in on that. I'm into it, man. All right. And until then, Tina. Yes. You're 19. You're on Love Line. Um, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's medically possible to attach a tail to a human's body? Oh, you know what? That's a question I've always wanted to know about. 
because when I have children, because I don't have a tail now, I will. I will pay any amount of money to have my children surgically altered to have, like, marsupial tails. So, they, so they be have, awesome. So they have something to chase when they're bored? No, like, seriously, because, like... It's I such a fashion right statement. I live in Minnesota, and I figure, like, the doctors at the U of M are really bored. Oh, yeah, real bored. I'd, like, say, hey, you know, let me be your guinea pig. I, you uh, really want to tell I, I wondered I've, what was going to... I've re- had this fascination for about three years now. I think I made the mistake of, of asking what is going to follow piercing. Yeah, tail man. augmentation. Yeah. Unnecessary right. amputations and tails. I want a tail. So I can wag it when I'm happy. Hey, yeah. But the, the problem is, if you think about it, where do you want the tail to actually be attached on your body? Like, right what's... on my tailbone. Mm. Uh, now, Drew, did people used to have tails and then they fell off? How's that yeah, work? I mean, my little you know. sister was born with a tail, for real. She had it surgically removed, like a little nub. Isn't that right, Diva? She's really? in another room, cannot be heard. Yeah, she's Look, a, I mean, she's laughing. She's turning she's beet red. I'm I'm guessing. <laughs> she, I'm taking that as a yes. Uh, <laughs> she was. She was born in the tail. I mean, look look at other primates that have tails, right? Other monkeys, right? <laughs> Are you saying that I am a monkey? No, that we just, see. Adam asked the question: Did we ever evolve with a tail? Oh, you're saying yes. We, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm you're going to have some, you know, freaky religious uh, conservative person coming in now, going, "No, you can't tell people that." Doctor Drew said we had tails. <laughs> That's right. We're all made in God's image, and, and the he didn't devil have a tail. Has a tail. Oh my God! You crossed the line. <laughs> that's very. That's very true. But think of the advantages <laughs> of a tail. I've I've thought about him. You like, could okay. Check it out. I want to have three ice cream cones. Right. And I want to be able to walk. Right. 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 There you go. Right. But you, you could get a triple scoop and solve all that. But you could hold the, the no, shampoo. No. Oh, yes. This, the, the, the whole Perk Plus people would be out of business because you could actually figure out a way to handle the shampoo and the conditioner at the same time when you're at the gym. A little inside Loveline humor here. All right, enough with this uh, stupid tail talk. Rich, 27, you're on Loveline. Get a lot of calls from Minnesota. This yeah. From Minnesota. How you doing? Good. Say, so I'd just like to say that I'm a big fan of the Zappa family. And Thank I you. also like to con- uh, condemn... Commend them, uh, the Zappas, for not doing drugs. I think that's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Like, uh, I th- wasn't it on your uh, last album, Deweezo, that uh, was uh, My Guitar Wants to Kill Your Mama? That- well, that was a, a few albums ago. I mean, uh, we there's usually some reference to the fact that we yeah. don't do drugs because yeah. a lot of people... Uh, think that we do because we right. have strange names or whatever, but right. uh, the the thing that drives us nuts is that they they just think it's so bizarre. And why why couldn't someone just use their imagination to to make these exactly. names up as opposed to being high or something? They think if it's wacky or funny or strange, you got to be stoned to come up with that kind of material. And what you wrote in that album was great uh, that we didn't do. Drugs or drink, we had cheese and crackers. <laughs> that, was that was pretty funny. Rich, are you drug-free? Yes. It's been a while. Okay. It wasn't, though, when I was younger. All right, but you've, you've since changed. That's right. All right, do you have any questions or just kudos yeah, for the Zappas? 25 years from now, is there going to be any hidden tracks from Frank, like, you know, John Lennon? Uh, well, there's there's hundreds, uh, perhaps thousands upon thousands of of things we haven't been able really? to go through. Um, you know, so it's going to take some time. But many, there, there'll be some new. Did he make over seventy? Uh, really? And there's probably going to you know, I, oh. there's already two more that are finished, or actually three more that are finished that are going to come out uh, relatively soon. But right. uh, 
for some of this like never before heard stuff, you know, we still have to sort of go through the archives. Are that is that all uh, at the home compound? Uh, it's at an undisclosed location. Oh, come on, tell me. It's strictly on a need to know basis. I, is sir. it all I on? Could have you killed? Is it all on reels? Uh, it's in various. Uh, uh, delivery systems Just like the Nixon tapes. Yeah, like you had tapes going in your house all the time. And who, yeah. who's going? Are you guys going through those, or do you have people going through them, or is it is everyone working on it? It's uh, there's several people who have uh, various jobs that require going through these things. Uh, but eventually, one of us or it many of us have to listen time. to them. Yeah, right. Okay, Raquel. Yeah. You're 16. You're on Loveline with Dweezil Namit Zappa. Hi. Hi. How are Hi. you? I'm good. Um, I've been, I had a boyfriend, I have a boyfriend for about eight months, and we've been sexually active, okay? And just recently, like this month, I went to the doctor thinking I had a bladder infection, and it turned out that I had chlamydia. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know where all of a sudden it just came up. Was he the only guy you've ever been with? No. Um, it he may, wasn't, you, you, you could doctor, have. I had got tested for it, you know, everything, and I was fine, and then him and I got together. So you you had been you had been screened for chlamydia for sure. Yeah, for di- all diseases and stuff. Well, possibly you weren't screen- screened for chlamydia. And whenever anyone finishes a sentence with "and stuff," it usually means they weren't sure. Jar <laughs> puffin stuff. Well, it's like when I say "yeah, but still," it means I'm wrong. I got checked everywhere. I mean, all the 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 pap things and all that stuff. Pap is not a chlamydia screen. That what's it called? It's a nat. What's it called? A natural or or a perm? <laughs> Are we talking about hair? Look, a pelvic exam is not going to screen for chlamydia unless chlamydia is specifically looked for. No, but see, it wasn't looked for this time. All right. I, let, then how did they know it was chlamydia? Because I guess they looked into it. I, they had told me I had a bladder infection. Mm-hmm. And then they called me a week later and told me to come in. And I came in. And they had told me I had chlamydia. And they had asked me if I had been sexually active. And I said, yeah. You know, I've had a boyfriend for eight months. Did they say you definitely have chlamydia or you might well, you might have it? They, they gave me medicine. And I understand, but they, they say you definitely have it or you probably have it. They said I have it. And they told me to, get to have my boyfriend go get checked and put him on medicine. Right. And, and he cl- hasn't been with anybody. Chlamydia, you can harbor that. You can have that and not know it for months or even years. Okay. How many years? Because what is see, it? They said I didn't give it to myself. Drew, yeah. let's talk about chlamydia. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. It's an organism. It's a bacterial-like organism. It's sexually transmitted always. It is the leading cause of infertility in this country. The sort of insidious part about this disease is it can cause a subacute or low-grade infection in the fallopian tubes and can destroy the tubes, scar them. It's how the infertility is caused. And how does it affect women? It may not. Have, they may have no symptoms. Uh, you can, or you can have a discharge and pelvic pain. Same with men. You could have a discharge, difficulty urinating, or you could even harbor it and not have any symptoms. So it's it's very difficult to say to detect unless you specifically do a, a very specialized test looking just for chlamydia. Now, because it's so common, because it's so treacherous, and because it's so easily treated, sometimes doctors will sort of go ahead and treat it on the assumption that it's possibly chlamydia. For instance, women that have white cells in their urine but don't grow bacteria just on the assumption that's chlamydia will get treated for it. And it's kind of sounding like that's the situation with you. So they never really, they may not have actually proven that you have chlamydia. It's always safer to take treatment for that because of its high potential for causing infertility. Chris. Yeah. You're 20. You're on Loveline. Yes. Um, Let's see. I'm having uh, a problem, kind of. I am married, and uh, when I have sex with my wife, um, she gets aroused to the point where she gets so wet that I can't have an orgasm. 
Right. Because there's no friction, and I'm wondering what can be done about that. Um, could you make your penis wider? No, it's pretty darn wide as it is. Squeegee that bad boy out. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. You're in there. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I yeah. have, I, one time when I was masturbating, I used too much lotion. I had to, I had to go, I had to squeegee <laughs> off. It was a toilet so I could imagine what he's going through. Mm-hmm. Now, Chris. Yeah. The problem is, is you're too much man. I mean, you excite her too much, right? Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, oh, is there yeah. any way you could, uh, I don't know, uh, come in reeking of alcohol and smack her around before you had sex and sort of, you know, sour her to the whole experience? Not yet. She probably wouldn't go for that quite yet. Right, what if you disfigured yourself in some sort of industrial-type accident? Oh, she wouldn't like that either. Hmm. Well, I guess you'll just have to live with that problem. It doesn't sound like that big of a problem, really. Okay. Well, but now think about it. He can never achieve orgasm. Well, there's other ways. Well, sure, yeah, but, I mean, this is the way he would like to do it. I know what you're saying, but, I mean, it, it can't... Is there any positions where you can get a little more exposure to air? You know what I'm saying? How about sandpaper? <laughs> Actually, usually coming in through the back is kind of a little, uh, okay. I guess I get more, uh, it's tighter, I guess. Right, right, and, uh, right. She's not too kosher on that, but, you know, we're getting over that. <laughs> All right, so, Chris, you can you can work it out. Yeah, okay. I was just wondering if no, it was you, like... You just wanted to call and say how much or... you excited your woman, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. There's nothing wrong with uh, crowing a little here on Loveline. Once in a while, you'll find the guys who uh, have the problem of exciting their woman a little too much, or their penis is a little too large, or they have too many women chasing them, never really have a problem. They'll just call up and they'll go, uh, yeah, my problem is, is uh, like I'm really good looking, and a lot of chicks come on to me, and I'm never sure if they want me for my looks or they like me for my personality. And we go, uh, yeah, well... well what were you asking? And they go, um, I just want to say that over the radio so I can get even more pussy. Are we allowed to say that? No. Okay, good. Let's talk about the uh, song, and then we'll play it, and then you guys will say bye, and then we'll shake hands, and you'll go home, and you'll eat. Well, that sounds good. All right. Oh, now, all right. the song is uh, Boodle Dang. Yes, uh-huh. it is. And uh, let's talk about it. It's a good song, damn it. It's a song that uh, is best left open to interpretation. Oh, we always get that from you artist types. Oh, yes. You well, is- because it doesn't specifically have a meaning. It, it sort of, the title came about because it sounded like what the music sounded like. So it, it was nonsensical, yet entertaining and musical. All right, so everyone who's out there listening to uh, Boodle Dang off of Music for Pets, uh, interpret it. Uh, as you will. Smattering of applause from the peanut gallery from music for pets, Dweezil and Amit Zappa, the band Z. That's right. And you you guys are both in the band Z, but yeah. there are more members. Yes, yes, there are. And are they all uh, penned in, as they say? I mean, if you guys, uh, are they well, committed no, to go we've out? Had, we've <laughs> had some no rotating members. But right. Currently, we have some people that we enjoy playing with, and hopefully we'll be able to play some shows and... Uh, 
you know, and, and maintain that lineup. Same guys who uh, did the uh, CD? No, uh, some new ones. Uh, the drummer is the same, Joe Travers, but we, uh, we have some uh, some new some new friends playing with us. Uh, a guy named Chris uh, Maloney, who's playing bass, and uh, our friend from Australia, Jack Jones, playing rhythm guitar. So whatever the lineup is, it's going to be good. Oh, yeah, but... Uh, you know, not they, as good as Love Line, though, my That's man. the kind of ass kissing I appreciate at this see? hour. <laughs> Look at Drew; he's sitting back up again. You know what we were talking about <laughs> during the uh, during the uh, Boodle Dang, which had we were a, talking about your mom and how good she is. All right, now you're cruising. <laughs> oh my god! You're, I'm tossing both you I'm two like hooligans like, out. <laughs> oh, what is it? You know mm. he he mind his p's and q's before Ahmet came in. He got a little talking to, told him to settle down, relax. You guys suck, man. You tell me I have to be good. Tell me he has to be good. We're trying to do a sensible show here. We're big time now. We're going out all over the country. But but he has to ruin it in the last 30 seconds did of his I ru- stay Did here. I ruin it? Did no, I, not yet. No, it's I fine. Did tell a lie? No, now it's doing it. No, you're fine. No, we were talking about Drew's wife. And we are talking about oh, yeah. the amount that she was carrying in her. With the triplets, and and I we put together some weights here. We have twenty pounds worth of kids. That's three kids at what six point five ounces? Six nine five eight five five zero. Oh. All right, it's those like 18 are eighteen pounds. All right, eighteen pounds a kid. We have twenty five pounds of placenta. Mm-hmm. All right, so up to about forty five pounds, and then ten pounds of fluid. Right, and I got to figure what about thirty feet of umbilical cord <laughs> at a, at about a pound a foot. How's that work? What's a tinsel strength that, on a umbil- umbilical cord? That's the, that's uh, incorporated into the placenta weight. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't seem right. That's not right at all, Drew. That they that they don't separate the umbilical cord weight from the placenta weight. Isn't that tough. Hey, what's, right. what's up with them saving the umbilical cord now and like uh, saving it? Yeah, like you know. Oh, yeah. For what? Because they can they for, oh, for the for disease the, uh, later the, uh, on in life. Stem cells, right? Yeah. Yeah, what is that? It costs yeah. a lot of money for them to store Don't that. Don't you love how it goes, what are you, what are you talking about? Oh, the stem cells. That's, yeah. right. <laughs> That's what you should have opened with. What about the stem cell factor? Exactly. What, what about that, it? Drew? There are premature bone marrow cells in that, that you can harvest from the, from the umbilical cord that are useful for people that have their bone marrow wiped out by cancer, chemotherapy, that sort of thing. Right. So they're not using it to like make like some new... like. Rope. Soft drink. No. Yeah, rope. <laughs> Soft drink. No, so, it, right, but you take the umbilical cord. In the old days, they would just whip it around the room, smack an intern with it, and throw it away, right? Correct. Now they save it. Now what do they save it in? I don't know. That's, you know, tinfoil. Like, Tupperware you know. kind of a vibe. I mean, it costs a lot to store these things, by the way. This, uh-huh. Yes, uh, Engineer Mike is pointing to himself. I guess he's the, the keeper of cord. I, I don't know what the hell he wants. Anyway, uh, we're out of time. Goodbye. No, wait a minute. We have to officially say bye. Okay. Dweezil Namit for coming in. We want to tell everyone to go out and get music for pets. That sounds great. Yes. Much luck to you guys. They can learn much more about it if they want to on the internet because we have a real fun and entertaining uh, website. Well, give out that number. It said www.musicforpets.com. And it's, uh, it's chock full of that fine, fine entertainment that people are craving these days all right so check that out and check out uh the guys in z when they come to a town near you thanks right thank you guys for coming in and come back fun very exciting good and you you minded yourself i know come back anytime all right thanks liar cool walking smooth talking straight smoking fire stoking who pete townsend 
Cool walking, smooth talking, straight smoking, fire stoking. Who? Pete Townsend. Cool walking, smooth talking, straight smoking, fire stoking. The best of Pete Townsend. Oh. 15 of his greatest hits, including Rough Boys, Let My Love Open the Door, and Slit Skirts on Atlantic CDs and cassettes. I'm starting to itch. Love one, I'll be right back. Dr. Drew will say something brilliant, but no one will hear him because Adam will be making funny noises. This is an important announcement for anyone with a student loan who is having trouble making their monthly payments. If that's you, pay attention, because there's a special toll-free hotline that has been set up especially for you. So grab a pen and take this number down, or put it in your cell phone. 1-800-652-3707. That's 1-800-652-3707. When you call the National Student Loan Relief Hotline, you will get free information. That's free information to help you relieve the overwhelming financial burden of an ongoing and student loan. If you are behind, late on payments, or even in default of your student loan, the National Student Loan Relief Hotline can help you. You may also be able to cut your payments in half right away. The National Student Loan Relief Hotline can also stop the harassing phone calls, wage garnishments, and even remove tax liens. The National Student Loan Relief Partner Companies have helped thousands of people just like you fix their student loan problem. Call 1-800-652-3707 for free information today. That's 1-800-652-3707. Hi, this is AJ from the Verve Pipe, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and that sexy Dr. Drew. Yes, the Verve Pipe. Love the Verve Pipe. Saw the Verve Pipe. Liked the Verve Pipe. Had a good time with the Verve Pipe. Be looking forward to seeing them again soon. 1 800 LOVE 191 is the phone number. Fax number 310 854 4455. Amit and Dweezil Zappa have left the building, but we've remained. And you know what else has stayed? Our caring and our heart. And um, uh, part of my spleen is still there. Oh, that's nice. And we're still ready to help, aren't we, Drew? Yeah, I am. Sherry's been on hold for 95 minutes. Yes. Sherry? Yes. You're 19? Yes, I am. Yes. Drew, Adam, I love the show. Thank you. Um, quick question before I get to the main question. Drew, if... You're not a regular pot smoker, and you've done it once. How long does it take to get out of your system? J- just how much did you smoke? A lot? No. No, like, I hadn't smoked since New like, Year's. Like 48 hours oh, the most. It? Yeah. What are you doing? I'm getting a drug tests for a job. Uh-huh. No problem. What kind of job? Um, I'm working with special ed children. Mm-hmm. You really should be able to smoke pot with a job like that. You um, need to smoke pot with a job like that. No. You know, I, I think that they're checking for, you know, more major drugs, but... Yeah, what if they find pot, Drew? Do you, do you, do you have any idea? I mean, is that as big a red flag as finding uh, cocaine, let's say? Sure. I mean, is drugs drugs, drugs kind of thing? It's illegal. Drugs yeah. are drugs. Well, it's illegal to you know, rip a, a label off a it's mattress. Also, even if, mean even you, if you were work. to find alcohol, I mean, the fact that you couldn't contain the, your use... Knowing that you had, it was these are not blinded tests; these are not random tests. You know you have a test coming up, but you you have to drink the night before or the morning of. 
Uh-uh. That's a problem. Will it show up if you drink the night, yeah. the night before? Yeah. Well, you know, you, you have yourself a little shot for you head in for the interview to take the edge off. Yeah, right. Anyway, I, I, I would, uh, you know, if you smoke pot, you know, on a Saturday night and you go in and get drug tested on a Monday morning and it shows up positive for marijuana, I think that's BS. That yeah, but if you know you have a test and you. you can't even contain your use to that extent. Well, yeah, but my attitude is screw them. What I do on the weekends, what I do on the weekend. All right, forget it. Sherry? You can't wait. Yes. All right, so you're working with the slow kids? Um, handicapped. Oh, for Christ's sake, everybody, with their stupid labels. Everyone's got a new label every 10 minutes. I don't want to offend anyone. Well, I know, but believe me, it used to be, in, you know, 10 years ago, it was a compliment calling someone slow. I mean, who was retarded or handicapped or whatever impaired. Okay, Adam. I can't stand the society we're living in. Anyway, my main question is, I have a very good friend who I want to pursue a relationship with, but this guy in the past has done a lot of LSD. Um, he still sees trails. Right. He doesn't do it anymore. He's done anywhere from 20 to 30 hits. He doesn't even know, and sometimes it was three, four, five at a time. Right. And I've heard you say in the past that, you know, he's going to have mood. he's going to have yeah mood problems. They right. may not develop for a while, but he's going to have them. Right. So would you suggest that you know I just remain friends with this person, or do you advise? I mean, does he need to be on medication? He might be. How are his moods now? Um, he has very bad mood swings. Yeah. There uh, are times when he just cannot deal with people and he has to be by himself, but then there are other times when he's very clingy. Yeah. It, it does not sound like the foundation for a great relationship, but it doesn't mean he's a bad person. Right. I mean, if you like him and you want to be involved, fine. I mean, I, I, I suspect he will need to be on medication not in the not-too-distant future. And what kind of medication would it be? Antidepressants? Antidepressants, typically, yeah. Yes, Sherry, you will uh, you will go to work all day working with um, uh, the uh, something impaired who have special needs, and then you will go home to a guy who has his own special needs, except for those special needs were sort of inflicted on himself by doing too many drugs. Do you understand what Adam's getting at? Yes, I understand. You're going to have a full plate of special needs. But that's what she pursues. That's but what she me, seeks to make herself feel something. better, that she needs that. All right, yeah, but you don't want it full time. I mean... And I was going to use masturbating as a reference, but now it doesn't work. I, I, that's not bad all the time. But my, my, I come from a long line of uh, social workers and uh, people who work with uh, special people. And uh, my dad used to come home, and he would he, he would be he would smell of lemonade because somebody dumped the lemonade on his head that day. I mean, he would come home just burnt because it it, it takes right. so much out of you right. to have to deal. I mean, just dealing with, an, with anybody under 18 all day is a big enough pain in the ass. Actually, wait, I'm going to revise that. Dealing with anybody all day is a big pain in the ass, a big group of people. Then dealing with young people is a bigger pain in the ass, and then it becomes a tremendous pain in the ass when they have special needs. And to come home to a guy who may be uh, cuddled up, uh, rolled up in a ball on the bed in the fetal position, not, ne- not being able to deal with you or life, may really send you over the edge, Sherry. Okay. So you may prob- not be the best road to happiness anyway. Let's put it that way. Oh, for Christ's sake, Drew. You don't have to correct everything Well, it I might not say. make her sick or it's crazy. No, either. she will kill because she has to. All right, Sherry, you need yourself a nice rock. You need yourself a steady guy. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. A man whose hand you can hold and it won't be shaking like a, like a branch in the wind. Okay. All right, Sherry? All right, thanks a lot. All right. Hmm. What do you think? 
what you, the fuck are you talking about? I have no idea. How are you talking about? with Branch in the Wind. There's <laughs> a lot of weird nature references. All of a sudden, I'm like uh, Lauren Green here or something. <laughs> Joni. Oh, hi. Hey, you're, you're 43. I know. I'm one of your older listeners. Yes. Get, please, uh, get, get in your question quickly before cancer sets in and you pass <laughs> away on it. Thank you so much. I figured Drew must be about my age, though, if he's been a doctor doing this show for 15 years. I'm getting close. I figured... Too bad the Zappa boys left. I wanted to ask them about their nanny when at least Weasel was real little. Was Miss Pamela this uh, groupie who wrote a couple of books since then? I'm with the band was her first one. It was pretty interesting reading. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, weird sexual exploits going well, on over there? She was engaged to Don Johnson, and then like 14-year-old, uh, what's her name, stole him away from her. And Melanie Griffith? Melanie Griffith, right. It was well, a real good book. I'm with the band. You should read it. Yeah, Melanie Griffith. I could only imagine what her intellect would be like at age 14. Oh, yeah, but I know, I know. <laughs> She's barely uh, functional now. But I just wanted to say, Drew and Adam, you both do a really great job. And, Adam, you are just so funny, so quick-witted. But someone, I suspect Anne, needs a mute button for those rare occasions when you go totally off the wall too far, such as you did with the lovely Susan. She mm-hmm. seems so nice, Drew's wife, and just so wonderful and very appreciative of her good fortune. But, Drew, should she ever be tempted to have a lonely pity party? She can remember my friend, who at the age of 39 had identical triplet, fiery, redheaded boys. She already had two boys, had to work three shifts a week in the emergency room. Oh, my God. With no nanny, housekeeper, or laundress in sight. So, this isn't the worst one. But anyway. Joni, Joni. It's unreal. It's dangerous. (laughs) That kind of thing is dangerous for the kids. I mean, what is? You've got to have manpower in there when you have. Family, you know. I think I rented that one, too. Joni. Yes, yes, yes. You. Wait a minute. You're taking issue with the way I interviewed Drew's lovely wife, Susan? Well, you are so good. You're so witty, and witty is highly prized in my family, et cetera. But you just, you said, it's my job. I must do this. And you just pushed a little too far. Okay. She was so nice. She's a lovely, love. well, she's okay. And for it ever since, so, you know, I'm right, right? <laughs> That's but true. Anyway. She hates me. <laughs> Wait till I see her again. And believe me, next time I come over for dinner, I am going to bring one of one of my minions to, to taste my food first. I, don't, I, I no longer trust her. And tell me when you were three, you didn't strip your clothes any chance you had. I'm nude now, Joni. Okay, okay. All right. Oh, my. Actually, I'm waiting for my six-year-old to go back to sleep. So I Why are you wearing a training bra? That's what I want to know. Uh, my question. Adam. I thought <laughs> you were talking to Joni. No, no. Because <laughs> my nipples are sensitive. Go ahead, Joni. Sounds good. At least I'm not hairy. Joni. Joni. Yes, yes. Joni. Okay. Do something with me. I was... Da-ba-ba-ba-ba. What? Ba-ba-ba-ba-na-na-heka-cheka-wa-wa. First oh, time I've spoken to... American Indian on, on the radio. Now listen. What? Shush. Yes. Take a breath. Okay. Breathe in. Yes. Breathe out. Doing my kegels. Relax, baby. Okay. Relax. Well, it's... Relax. Just... I have to hurry. Go. Okay. I grew up in really interesting times. I was 16 in the summer of 69 when... Uh, jo- all right. It sounds like a Brian Adams song now. She was uh, 16 in the summer of 69. You realize by the time Joni got out of high school, it'd be 4.30 in the morning. Our time, Drew. Please. Am I wrong? You're wrong. Okay. (laughs) And we'll be back. What's the music about? What? Oh, the music? (laughs) 
Hey, I want to take a minute to bring up Amazon, who has been a great supporter of Loveline, our podcast, and uh, which used to be behind a paywall. And now we have sponsors. And the way we were able to remove that paywall was with those sponsors and now with Amazon click-throughs. Amazon gives Loveline a small commission each and every time you buy something with our affiliate program, provide you click-through on the Amazon banner on our website. Holidays are coming up. Stores are going to be crazy, so why not skip the lines and buy everything on Amazon this year? That's what I do. Buy exactly what your loved ones want and have it shipped directly to your home. No hassle, no stress, no lines. Just go to Podcast One, go to the Loveline landing page, click the Amazon banner, or go to lovelineshow.com and click on the Amazon banner there. Everything you purchase from that link will help keep the wind and the sail of this production and this podcast, both Loveline and Mike and Drew, and everything at Podcast One needs a taste to stay afloat. Keep the podcast free. If you bookmark the page, you'll be able to skip the stages and support the podcast by buying what you are already planning on purchasing. So go ahead and bookmark the page right through that banner. But right now, back to the show. Tomorrow night's guest is the fabulously funny Bobcat Goldthwait. He's a nice guy, too. Don't judge him by the movies he picks huh. and the projects he chooses. Shakes the Clown? I never saw Shakes, but actually Shakes had one of the greatest line uh, movie, in the captions on the poster. It said, Shakes a Clown, it said, the Citizen Kane of alcoholic clown movies. <laughs> Which was really brilliant, right. but uh, I didn't see the movie, but uh, he's done worse than that. But it'll be in tomorrow night, and we'll have a good time with uh, Bobcat. Also, Lush on Thursday night, and then uh, that'll be that. Now, I cut Joni off, and then we argued over whether to bring her back or not, and I wanted to bring Joni back. Ann was quite vehement about this. I, I really, she kind of scared me. Producer Ann uh, rarely puts her foot down, but this time she put it down in Joni's ass, but and you listen to me. Majority ruled. The good doctor and uh, the prima donna host, Adam, wanted Joni back. So, Joni? Yes? Now listen to me. Yes? I'm giving you 15 seconds to state your question. Okay. In 1970, I started relatively mild experimentation, drugs, and sex. Met the man with whom I remain today within like a year. Continued on some recreational use of mostly pot, you know, acid, whatever. Our oldest daughter's 11. Graduated the D.A.R.E. program. You know, anti-drug, she's asking us about our drug past. I always tell them the truth, an age-appropriate version, non-traumatizing, non-glamorizing version of the truth. My husband takes a typically male stance of deny, deny, deny. Never All right, you're up to 27 seconds, Joni. Okay, I'm done. What do I do? What's the question? That's a statement, Joni. Should I tell her the truth? Should I t share with our children? I think, here, here's the deal, that uh, that if there's any potential for addiction, if there's any disease in your family... And if your daughter has any inclination to abuse drugs, giving her anything that is anything other than black and white mm -hmm. is going to lead to experimentation. And I think the clearer and the more deliberate your message can be, the more it's going to help her. If you say to her, you know what, I absolutely do not want you using drugs, and here's my story, I used drugs when I was 15 – She's going to use drugs. Oh, uh, Drew. Okay. No, no, she is. Drew, you know nothing about nothing. And if on the on the other hand, if you for my you say your my history is not important, don't lie to her about it. But just right. I don't, don't I don't think you have to get into it. Then you're free to provide whatever opinion you think is appropriate. I have said experimentation was common in my era. We did not know the long term effects. Okay. That's all good I answer. All right. That's good a answer. answer. All right. Hold on. I got to yell at Drew. All right, Joni. Oh, okay. All right. Never call us rude again. Am I 
Okay, right, bye. Here's the deal, Drew. Here's yeah. the problem. Yeah. You with your lying ways. I didn't say lie. Don't defend yourself. Do not lie. Heretic! <laughs> You know what the word means? Really, it's some sort of religious thing. But I've been wanting to yell heretic all night. So I just put it in right there. Now, here's the deal. Here's the problem. Here's why this hasn't worked. This is why everybody still tries drugs, by the way. This is why Why? Why? this this drug war, this so-called sham of a drug war, is not working out. Why? Because people say, listen, you get a bunch of stuffed shirts up there with the, you know, big fat guts, who are, their noses are exploding because they get loaded every night, and they're up there in, you know, in Congress, and they're saying... Uh, just say no, and if you have one hit off a of marijuana reefer right. well, cigarette, you might go schizo and kill people and this and that. And that's then the all kids, BS. Then the kids have the hit, and they go, They're ah, fine. No yeah. big deal. That's right. And they go, one line of the substance known as cocaine could send you into cardiac arrest and kill you like Lenny Bias. And then the kids have a little line of cocaine when they're 16, and they right. go, hey, I feel good. No big deal here. Okay, they were lying. That's what they come away. That's well, you, what they walk can, away with. You can drop that. These people were lying. Yeah, you got to do. You got to do a couple of kilos no, no, before no. you drop oh, that. No, no. All right. Yeah, but you can look. You can take a shot of brimatine mist and right. have an allergic Abs- reaction and yes. drop dead. Correct. You can be eating a hot dog and go down and get lodged <laughs> in your wind tunnel and die or whatever. Right. Okay, I don't have to. No more said there. Here's what I'm saying. We need to tell people this needs to be the drug message. Mm. You can do drugs. You can get drugs, and you can ruin your life with drugs. And rest assured, you will. And if you want to smoke pot once in a while on the weekend and treat it responsibly, that's your business. And if you want to do a little cocaine, eh, that's your business, too. If you can do it, if, if you, you don't can have do a it history, responsibility. Not responsibly, but if you don't have a history of addiction, if you're not depressed and acting out in some crazy manner, as part of other acting out behaviors could be, too, right? They could be doing other things at the same time as experimenting wildly with drugs. But if the parents give an ambivalent message... It's going to make all that potential more. Yeah, but what's okay. wrong with... There's nothing wrong with telling the truth. I believe strongly you should tell the truth about these substances. You're, and your points are well taken. But if the parents said, you know, I don't, I don't want you to do it, if that's what they feel they need to say, and I did them in the 70s, that's no good. Yeah. That's no good. Well, I think uh, Joni should say, I did them, and look what happened to me. <laughs> I talk like a freaking auctioneer. All right. Jeremy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, hi, you guys are, like, really cool. Thanks, Jeremy. Yeah. How old are you, dude? Fourteen. Okay. Um, all right, I met this girl online, right? Mm-hmm. I known her for about a month and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she asked me out. I say yes. Mm-hmm. We talk on the phone for about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Then I get an email the next day saying we she doesn't want to go out no more. Mm-hmm. And I patched it all up, so now we're friends and everything like that. But I want to know, should I pursue her and ask her out some more? Or should I just let it go that we're friends now? How far away does she live from you? Like, um, about a mile. A mile? And you met on the Internet? Yeah. Wow. So, like, if you stalked her and she got a restraining order, when are you have to move? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm moving in, like, a couple months anyway. <laughs> You are. How far away? Michigan. All right. There you go. That's uh, that's over the boundaries of the restraining order, so that'll be fine. All right. You'll be moving to Michigan, and she, you live in what city now? Maryland. 
Maryland. It also terminates the relationship, so don't yeah, pursue it. that's that. And l- let me say this, Jeremy. Yeah. We've talked about this, this uh, technology getting in and warping the minds of the youth of America. It's real tempting. Oh, man, is it tempting. I to, mean... To do what? To, to strike up relationships... Oh, right. ...under the... Uh, auspices or under the uh, the uh, the anonymity that you have with the computer those really are just relationships in in the sender's mind you know there's a real relationship there well yeah but i i know but what i'm what i'm saying is is anything other than approach somebody look them in the eye and take the chance of getting shot down right Right. It's it's almost the same. It's why you know video games are great because you're firing a submachine gun at a bunch of androids if you're actually in the battlefield being shot at by androids, it would be kind of hairy. Yeah. And this is like the same equivalent. Right. You don't want to go into the high school or into the junior high and into the hallway when you could actually be hit by one of these female androids and have a hole burned in you. So I know what you're saying, but let me tell you, you know, I have the Catholic uh, little brother. Yeah. He struck up a few relationships via this way. One, of them, one of them cost me 300 bucks when he was calling Kentucky all night long on my oh. phone card. But he had a few other ones that he met up, a little local stuff. Never pans out. Never pans out. Hmm. It's a catch-22. Hmm. If, if, if you were gonna, the type of person that was going to be able to seal the deal in the relationship, you'd meet her in school. And if she was, she'd be the same way. This whole like computer back-and-forth stuff, it's just a bunch of window shopping. Nothing ever goes down. Hmm. Burn the computers, is what I say. It's destroying your mind. Sunshine. Yeah, I have a question for you. You're 18. You're on Loveline. Okay. Um, I'm bisexual, and I've never been with a girl before. And like, But I've like totally been attracted to different girls, but they're always straight. Right. You're bisexual, but you've never been with a girl before. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, because I'm an astronaut, and I've never been to the moon before, <laughs> and I've never even been in a space you know, shuttle. I'm totally... Like, totally attracted to females. Drew, you're a trapeze artist, aren't you? All the yeah. time. But you've never been in the circus? Never. Fantastic. <laughs> Ann over here happens to be a uh, biochemist, no, but she's but never lifted a flask or a beaker. That's my question. Like, how do you pursue, like, like how do you pursue going to be with another girl? Because all the girls that I've ever been attracted to are, are straight. Why don't you call like a gay and lesbian youth center and try to network and develop a new group of of gay and bisexual friends? Where do I get the number for that? Uh, gay, uh, you know, I'd call information. This is, usually, most communities have something called info line, and really? uh, you can call them. And uh, or, or you know, and also again, major urban centers would have a gay and lesbian youth center. Well, most of them I advertise late night on the uh, cable stations. There, you know, those <laughs> ones where the chicks are laughing and talking on the phone. Oh. No, no, nine hundred numbers. Yes. Oh, that's those aren't those aren't actual no, helplines. No. Oh, jeez, I got to quit calling those because help is getting pretty expensive. Sunshine. Yeah. You know uh, my mom's old hippie boyfriend Zorback. Uh, no, I don't think I've met him yet. No, oh, okay. Well, he had a couple of friends named Sunshine and Happy. <laughs> no, that wouldn't be me. Happy made his own sandals. <laughs> was Sunshine a guy or a girl? Sunshine was a girl. And Happy was this guy that was like uh, Jimi Hendrix, but he was eight feet tall. Did they had he live a with, throw out to here. Did he live with six other guys? They had, no, oh, probably. They had a baby. No, I mean, like Doc and had, Sleepy and stuff. All right, relax over there with the comedy, I, Drew. Let me screw up the comedy. I figured I'd fit in with Dweezil and Ahmed tonight. Yeah, no kidding. And the moon <laughs> unit and the rest of the happy zappas. Yeah. All right, sunshine. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Go um, talk to the gays. Or the, the can you can be gay you can be female and gay right yep all right but for some reason we don't we don't get into that all right Drew pick a call what do you got 
Come on. See what what this are you is. doing? I don't know what this is. <laughs> I like I liked it when you used to point at the screen like a monkey. I'll do that. Frankie. Yeah. You're 23. Yes. Hey. Uh, Adam. Hey, what's up? Hey. Uh, Doctor Drew. Frankie. Uh, thanks for picking my call. Um, I had a question. Uh, it was I was watching the news today on CNN, and they were talking about that new uh, AIDS test that you can, you know, you can buy for like 40 bucks. Right. From the pharmacy, and then send it in. And they'll give you back the results. Right. My question is, how like dangerous is that? You know, sending blood, you know, through mail, and especially if the person does have, you know, AIDS. How and, dangerous is it? Well, it's yeah. an interesting question. Well, Lord knows the uh, the folks over there at the at, you know the post office, the good and hardworking folks over there, have been known to you know bungle things up once in a while. You know, they snap a twig or something. And next thing you know, there's vials of infected blood flying around mixed in with well, your Christmas card. No, now, presumably, this is just going to be some kind of a droplet of blood, is it not? Yeah, yeah. They and, and, it. And believe me, the, the uh, no, virus... No, no, I've seen, I saw the, the piece to the show big five-gallon drums. The, the virus will be, even if it were in that drop, it will be long gone. Okay. It would? Dead. Well, how, well, how do they detect the AIDS? They, they're probably... I don't know if they're screening for the antibody, which has nothing to do with the presence of the virus. Per mm-hmm. se, yeah, and or if they're testing for a piece of the viral particle, the virus doesn't have to be alive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, like, if somebody had AIDS, and I mean, it's very hard to contract AIDS. Okay. Oh yeah. Very difficult. You have Frankie. To... What are you worried about? How <laughs> how many parcels do you handle a day? I don't work for the post office. All right. Well, then relax. What do you think's going to happen? No, Frankie, man. let me let's paint a scenario. Frankie's he's, he's walking by the mailbox. There happens to be an envelope, and within the envelope is a droplet of uh, tainted blood. Frankie somehow takes a spill. He cuts himself. He gets lodged in the mailbox. Somehow the envelope uh, shakes loose and, and rubs into an open wound of that Frankie's. That should be embolized into his system. Yeah. Oh, but, but, it's not going to happen. Believe me, Pat Buchanan could make a connection somehow between but, between it going through the mail and people contracting AIDS. Drew? Not going to happen. Okay. The Brett Easton Ellis Podcast. Hi, this is Judd Apatow. Hear my conversation with Brett Easton Ellis. That is all I am trying to do is show people just trying to get through it, trying to make it work as well as they can, and that life is an obstacle. There's always something happening, and so I'm always rooting for people. The Brett Easton Ellis Podcast. New episodes now at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Download the show from podcastone.com. All right, no phone number, just enough time to uh, talk about Bobcat Goldthwait tomorrow night, Lush the night after that. Um, Before we get to our thank yous, uh, I did get a fax from uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. It is from Arlene. She wants to be my date for the Edge Fest. I will be over there in a couple of weeks. She works at 3rd. The fax reads, I'm 6'2". I'm 32 years old. 
I worked the third shift at a truck assembly plant, so she's a delicate little flower. I'm You're sure. fat. You're overweight. <laughs> no kidding. Probably uh, hoisting uh, big blocks into the uh, into the engine mounts. I graduated with a uh, BFA from the Art Institute. To that, I say BFD. She's from Chicago, and she's going to Paris, and yada, 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 and P.S. What are gauchos? Gauchos are what I'll be wearing. Drew, explain, explain the gaucho at the Edge Fest. They're like... Uh, the, they're like pants, except yeah. for they go up to your, your knees. Right. And I will wear those with... Uh, they're like culottes for men, yes, I guess so. And I will, uh, I will... No, they're actually for women, though. Don't trust a guy in gauchos. Uh, confuse me. I'll be wearing those with my uh, freshly resold corkies that Ann wants to borrow. I want to thank the lovely Lisa for doing a fantastic job on the phone tonight. Beautiful Sherry for always doing a wonderful job on the phone tonight. The angular one, Ann, for weaving her magic and making it all worthwhile. Yes, she <laughs> is the sole reason we're all here. Engineer Mike. The Very one dysfunctional. Nut, the one nut wonder. Sitting back there, snacking and jacking and working his wizardry. God bless him. I'd like to thank myself. I'd like to thank Dr. Drew. I'd like to thank all you for listening and the Zappa Boys, and we'll see you tomorrow night. You've been listening to Loveline. The opinions expressed on Loveline, especially by Adam Carolla, are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or sponsors, or even the character voices. Loveline, produced by Ann Wilkins for Westwood One Entertainment. Copyright 1996. So don't even think it. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.